so some of you know, if you follow me, I've been in Washington State the last couple of days. Actually, I flew up Friday, and I'm going home Monday, so I'll be there Tuesday in case you need me for anything, which you probably don't. But what you don't know, because I've not really shared it publicly on Facebook, is why I came to Washington State. Now, yes, my kids live here. They're adults, and I enjoy getting to spend time with them, but that's not why I came this time. I came because a young man who was very much a large part of my family, uh, same age as my daughter, was always in my house, lived in our neighborhood. He passed away. And his parents asked if I would come to the funeral, and obviously I said yes, and so I came up. So I actually recorded that message, if you will. So what you're going to see next is I literally took the phone, and I didn't want to set a tripod up and make it just look all, oh, he's recording himself. So I laid the phone down on the podium so you can get a view that's about like this as I'm talking to the crowd, right? But I wanted to share with you the message that I shared in this funeral. I did get permission from his mother to share this, so... uh, I hope you enjoy it. Um, and if you have any questions or comments, you know what? Let me know. Immediately in my head, I began this. I began thinking about this. Um, you see, Tyler was unique to my family because we all lived in the same neighborhood. You know, the kids went to school together, they played together. Our house was a Kool-Aid house, is what I always tell people. You know, it's where all the kids gathered. We were at Corner Lot. We had a cooler in the back from the patio. All the kids knew they'd just come in there and get squeezes or sodas or water. I mean, it was nothing for Tyler and some of those kids to just walk in the house and open the fridge and get something to eat. That was the house that we had, and he was, although there were a lot of kids that came and gone, that came and went, excuse my grammar, that came and went, um, he was one of the constants. He was just always there, off and on throughout the years. So when Kathy and Brent called me that night and asked if I could come do this, it was no hesitation. I absolutely uh, wanted to be here. The, um, this is a horrible thing, and I don't know if uh, I could have put it more succinctly than that. Death is horrible. One of the things that death reminds us of is that life isn't easy. You know, we, there's all sorts of books out there on how to be happy and all sorts of books in, out there on how to be joyful. Well, life's hard. Life comes with pain, and life comes with heartache, and life comes with the loss of a loved one. And we grieve. And we don't want to grieve, because we don't like grief. I would say, go through it. Embrace it. Let those emotions within you do what the divine, the creator, what God has created those emotions within you to do. Don't fight them. Let it go. One of those emotions is anger. We're angry at God. 
Now, we're taught a lot of times in our Judeo-Christian world that, oh, you can't be angry at God. Don't question God. Well, you've not read the scriptures, have you? Because Jacob literally wrestled with God, and his name was changed. It was changed to Israel. Did you know that the name Israel means he who wrestles with God? The chosen people, God chose a people who were willing to go to the mat and wrestle with him. Abraham argued with God. Moses argued with God. Job questioned God. These were men and women of great faith who got angry and argued and questioned. So it's okay. Matter of fact, I would say you're not truly spiritually going to go closer unless you're willing to go to the mat and wrestle and be angry and shout out. And then somewhere in all that chaos and in all that anger, you're able to find what one great patriarch found. It's in the stillness. It's in that pause where peace comes, where the God speaks, where healing comes. So it's okay. It's okay. Embrace it. In the creation poem, where God creates the heavens and the earth, you know, He creates the seas, and He creates the plants, and He creates the animals. And one of His last creations, as a matter of fact, His very last creation was us, humans. But there was something different about this creation. He did something different besides just speaking us into existence. The poem tells us that He literally took His hands and formed us out of the dust. He didn't just speak us there. He literally took his hands and formed humans out of the dust. And then he went and did something different. The poem teaches us that he breathed life into us. You say, well, why why is that different? Animals breathe. This wasn't a breath or a life or a breathing that just animates the body. What the sages and the mystics and the ancients believed was this the divine was literally imparting his soul. You may know it as the image of God. He was literally breathing into us. The soul of souls was imparting into us a soul to reside within this body. Part of that idea is that although the soul resides within this body, and we already talked about this, death comes. And one day, that soul returns to the soul of souls. And today, we are here to recognize that that divine part that was within Tyler, that was Tyler, that divine soul has returned. Tyler's last few years were Well, a lot of Tyler's life was difficult. I mean, you knew him. I knew him. I told Kathy the other day, I said, when Tyler was good, man, was he great. He had that mischievous smile. You know, that misfits hoodie. But when he was good, he was great. When he was healthy, he was great. There was something within his eyes. There was something within... 
he could have that gentleness about him. I, there was days that he would sit outside and my son was just learning to skateboard and he would, he's like a bigger brother out there showing him how to do a kickflip, out there showing him how to do a nose grind and some other things. There were days when he would be there playing Wii or Mario Kart. When he was good, he was great. I saw that divine kindness that was in him. But like you and I, Tyler had demons. He, he had things he wrestled with and he struggled with. And the difference between his and maybe mine or yours is you haven't seen mine. So who was Tyler? Well, that depends on who you are. And when you met him in life. You see, we all view each other through the lens of our own experiences. And as a result, you don't really get a full picture of who someone is. If you meet me in a good part of my life, where I'm kind, I'm gregarious, I'm always telling a joke, oh, that's a great guy. If you meet me in a very bad part of my life, you don't want anything to do with me. And you judge my whole life that way. We do that to ourselves as well, right? We get into that dark spot and we believe this story about ourselves that's not true. One story keeps coming to my mind over and over, and I have done a lot of funerals, and I've never shared this passage of scripture in a funeral. But I couldn't shake it. Jesus tells this story about a son. Who goes to his father and he's like, look, I, I want to go out on my own. I want you to give me my inheritance. Basically, he's telling his dad, you're dead to me. I want my inheritance and I want to go. I'm going to go do my own thing. So his dad, who could have been very highly offended and very vengeful, said, okay. Here's your inheritance. So the guy goes on and he lives this life of extravagance. He does a lot of things. And before too long, his life starts to fall apart. It starts to unravel. It just, it, he's living in a hell. And he finds himself literally, you know, feeding pigs. And remember, Jesus is telling this to a Jewish group of people. And for them to be around pigs is a horrible thing. They're very unclean. And this guy finds himself in the most horrible condition he can be found in and he tells himself you know I'm, I'm nothing I'm worthless I, he, he's got this entire story of who he is he said but if I could just go back to my dad's house and maybe get a job as a servant then I can at least live and I don't have to live like this and so he makes this long journey back with this story about who he is see he's got his life that he's viewing through this lens of his own experience and he's going to go back and beg for his position. Well, on his way there, his dad sees him, right? His dad takes off running. And before the guy gets to say a word, the dad embraces him, puts his ring on him, gives him his robe, brings him back into the family. Because the dad saw him in a different story. This is my son who's returned. 
the beauty about that story is that we're all there. We tell ourselves these stories about ourselves, but our divine sees us differently. Our divine has a different story of who we are. So when you're around people, or even at yourself, and you're down in that depression, you're down in that anxiety, understand that within you, the divine sees a different you. Sees a better you. The divine sees a life that can be loved. A life that can have happiness. A life that can have joy. The father in this story saw him for who he really was. And not for the story that he told himself. And the same is true of you, of me, and of Tyler. I mean, if I, when I look at the whole of Tyler's life, I can't say, oh, this happened and therefore. Because I knew Tyler in the good days. But one of my favorite memories is uh, him and my daughter had graduated high school. Kaylee had gone on an adventure. We'll call Tyler's an adventure or a journey as well. And uh, they had both came back. And I was having a party for my daughter to come back. And I invited uh, Kathy and Brent and Tyler and all of them over. It was a good night. We laughed. We told stories. We had memories. It was a good night. At some point, we all struggle with our story of who we are and why we're here and even why do I even continue. What are these feelings of anxiety? What are these feelings of depression that are within me? Why am I struggling like I'm struggling? What if, but for a moment, let's, let's just say what if. What if that's the very breath of life within you that's saying there's more? You're more than who you think you are. You're more than the story that you're telling yourself. Let me show you. What if that soul of souls is speaking out to the soul in which he's breathed within you and said there is peace, there is joy, there is love and happiness in this life. Let me show you how to experience it. Let me show you how you can embrace it. And what if it's saying storms are going to come, right? Bad times are going to happen. Let me show you how to endure them. Let me show you how to get through them. Let me show you that I have breathed who I am within you. And that all you ever need in this life, you've already had. Just like that prodigal son who returned. It was his all along. All that his dad had was his all along. He was a son all along. What if those feelings of depression and anxiety is basically the soul of soul saying, draw near to me. And let me show you what I've had within you all along. Because storms are going to come. Loves are going to be lost. Jobs are going to be lost. People are going to die. And within us, that soul of souls has placed the ability for us to endure. 
for us to love, for us to share. The sooner I'm of the belief that you and I can learn to embrace the divine essence that was it, that is within each of us, excuse me, the divine essence that is within each of us, not only are we able to endure the hardships of life, not only are we able to embrace the joys and the love of life, not only will we be better for it, but those around us will be better for it. And when those around us are better for it, our community is better for it. When our community is better for it, the world will be better for it. Another passage in the scriptures, in James, talks about life is just a mist. If you look at a life as young as Tyler's, 27, he's gone, and you're like, that's, that's nothing. I... Some people have worked in a job for 27 years and you're just like, it just went by like that. I've raised a child that's 27 and it's gone by like that. Life is a mist. It's short. And I would tell you it's too short to ignore that divineness that, was it, that is within you. But the sooner that you and I learn to embrace that, the better off we be. The Stoic philosophers had this Latin phrase called memento mori. And translated it means, remember, you too will die. And on one hand, that's a very morbid thought, right? But on the other hand, it's a very freeing thought. That what if I live this life today knowing that I may not have tomorrow? So instead of carrying this anger at this person and letting that burden me and let that guide me and let that make my decisions, what if I learn to just... Okay, I'm going to trust the divine within me and I'm going to let that go. Instead of focusing my time and energy on what this person may have said or did or this boss may have said or done, I'm going to focus my time and energy on how I can bless somebody and help somebody. Remember, you too may die. And I hope you learn to do that, to say, I, don't, I may not have tomorrow. I'm going to tell somebody I love them. I'm going to call somebody. I, I got this weird habit, and I had to text a friend the other day, and I, I told her, I said, I don't know why this is in me right now, but I need to let you, and I'll tell you my exact words to her. It's no secret. You don't know her. Uh, well, you don't. She's in Tennessee. Um, I hadn't talked to her in a couple of days, and usually her and I talk almost every day. Uh, Sometimes we'll have lunch uh, two or three times a week. Uh, we're not dating or anything like that. We're just really good friends. And I hadn't, talk, I hadn't seen her in like five days. I hadn't talked to her in three days. And if I did text, it was a short reply. And so on Wednesday, I just got this overwhelming feeling, you need to let her know what's going on. And so uh, I texted her and I said, look, I don't know why, but you know when I feel something within me tell me I need to do it, I try my best to act on it. I need to let you know I've not been ignoring you. I've not been, I'm not angry at you. I've just had a lot going on. I've been working 12-hour shifts. My mother and I were trying to sell the cattle that we had. I mean, I had a lot going on. I just didn't have time. That went a long way for her. And it's because I learned to listen to that divine voice that's within me. I would challenge you to learn to do the same. 
because life is short. That phone call, that note, that letter, you should write letters, uh, that thank you. Listen to the divine when you hear them within you saying, hey, reach out to this person because you never know the blessing that you're going to bring them. I, um, like I said, I had a, a lot on my mind when it came to this. I've had a lot of emotions uh, about this. Tyler and I had good days and we had bad days. Uh, I like to think Tyler always knew that he had a safe place wherever we were at. I regret that we lost the touch that we lost, but that's life, right? That's life. I'm very happy that the last couple of years, Tyler returned. We had a son. Tyler left a lot of his old ways behind. He found a lot of joy and being there for his son and playing for his son. He found a lot of joy in just hanging out with Brent who raised him, just playing video games. Brent was talking about, you know, that was just one of those things we did at night and that's gone. He got to be there for his mother when they got to embrace him. Although Tyler's last couple of years on one hand physically wasn't well, wasn't well with the demons and the ghosts that he had to wrestle with. The last few years may have been the best years. And so today we know that the soul, that divine breath, has returned to the soul of souls. My hope, my prayer is part of this message is that you would learn to embrace that divineness that was in, that is within you. And as you go today, may you go in love and peace and mercy. May you be willing to wrestle and argue and question. And may you hear that still small voice guiding you to who you were divinely created to be. Amen, and God bless you. Thank you.